We finally have a resolution to the Binance saga with the DOJ, SEC, CFTC, actually technically not the SEC, the Department of Treasury, the United States brought out their full all-star team, all their cleanup hitters at once for a press conference where Jenny Ellen couldn't even pronounce the word Binance. It was pretty embarrassing, but it seems that now we have a resolution to the Binance saga and the market can move on. In my opinion, that means the bull market can move on, but that doesn't mean that everybody shares that opinion. I have two of my favorite guests today to discuss. James Murphy, aka Meta Lawman, soon to hopefully one day be back on X with the rest of us. And of course, Joshua Frank from the tie. And on the back end, we're going to have Texas West Capital also talk about what it means for the markets based on what we're looking at in the charts. You guys do not want to miss this one. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, also known as the Wolf of All Streets. Before we get started, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. Binance, Binance, Binance. It's Binance. It's really not that hard to say. I'm going to show you right now. Here she goes. Look. Binance is also required to report sounds. suspicious transactions. It has failed to report. Okay, whatever. You heard it. She said Binance. It was really low quality. This is what happens when I don't have a producer. I've got James and Josh to join here. What do you guys think of Binance, guys? I mean, she only had like a few years to prep for this, but this is pretty big news. James, I'll ask you first. I mean, maybe you can give us the broad strokes of what this means for Binance and CZ from a, from a legal perspective. Sure thing, Scott. I mean, it really feels like a, a pretty historic moment in the history of, of crypto, maybe the closing of a of an early chapter uh, in this in this long story. Um, and so uh, the particulars are Binance, uh, Binance agreed to uh, a $4.3 billion penalty. It's a really, really high penalty. Um, CZ himself agreed to a $50 million penalty. Um, but in the end, he really pays the whole thing because uh, right. it's his company. Um, one of the loose ends out there is whether uh, CZ is going to do some time uh, in jail. The uh, That is yet to be determined. A lot of people came out early saying this was the end of it, $50 million, and get out of jail not free, but for $50 million. That's not correct. There's going to be a sentencing in, in about six months. The government is asking for uh, 18 months uh, in prison. And by the way, uh, CZ's own lawyers have agreed to a minimum sentence of six months. So we're talking about a sentence of some jail time um, is going to happen. Um, interestingly, there was a two-hour arraignment yesterday where the government asked to prevent CZ from leaving uh, the United States. Uh, and the magistrate judge said, nope, he can go back to the UAE. Um, so it's, uh, it's in Seattle. It's a fairly liberal judiciary in general up there. Um, so he's, he's going to, uh, do some time. Um, and you know, it feels like uh, a little bit of, uh, here we go again. You know, these are the same charges, uh, that, uh, Charlie Shrem faced. You know, I, the exactly same, what I was thinking. Yeah. the same charges, uh, that, you know, the founders of BitMEX, uh, were confronted and we all know, 
we don't like to talk about it, but we all know there is money laundering that goes on, particularly in offshore crypto exchanges. And so um, I think there there will be ripple effects. You know, will will uh, Binance continue? You know, without their you know leader, um, will people continue to work there or find other other lucrative jobs in the industry? Um, and then, you know, I just looked it up on CoinMarketCap this morning. There are 674 exchanges, allegedly, around the world. <laughs> and so I think they've got to be a little nervous about, A, whether they have U.S. customers inadvertently or on purpose, and B, if their AML rules are up to snuff. I bet CZ gets the Arthur Hayes uh, nice Miami vacation with a few hours a day on the beach, a whole lot of time in the gym and uh, pretty chill. But maybe I'm wrong. I also didn't think he would turn himself in. Right. I mean, that's a, he feels like I, there was a tweet somebody said that said, you know, G Jesus died for your sins. CZ died for your bull market. Uh, it feels like it feels like you I, fell I, on I his got, sword for the company of the market, Josh. I got two follow ups for you, James. The SEC wasn't included. So what can the SEC do? Because. I don't think that Gensler is going to, you know, he probably feels left out of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And, you know, there are, I hesitate to call it conspiracy theories, but there are a lot of coincidences in Gary Gensler publicizing enforcement actions and the timing. So whenever something bad happens, he tries to come over the top with, hey, look, we're still relevant. We're still doing something. And that was, of course, the Kraken announcement of the enforcement action yesterday. But I'll tell you what, uh, the, the settlement yesterday steers entirely clear of any allegations of commingling customer accounts uh, a customer funds misappropriating customer funds or engaging in market manipulation of tokens on the on the platform. So there's no help to uh, to the SEC's current case against Binance, and it tells you something. I think the lawyers for Binance are telling CZ they can win this case uh, against the SEC, where they allege that those tokens traded on the platform are actually investment contracts and therefore securities. Um, I don't agree with that theory. I think uh, Binance and certainly Coinbase uh, have the better of that argument. And second question, any chance that that uh, CZ can also end up in the Metropolitan Detention Center with Sam or no because of the in Seattle? No, he will not uh, end up there. That's that's kind of a holding facility pending, you know, awaiting trial. Got it. And he's, so he's, they will both move. He's yeah. in Seattle, right? They will both move. He's his case is in Seattle, and so you know the whole map of federal prisons is uh, in play for him. And this will be um, an important argument between the lawyers and um, the United States I really attorneys. Think part of their punishment should be that they should be in the same cell. I really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, SBF is going to be in that cell for a lot longer. Sure, and there's a whole just, lot of false equivalencies. Uh, CZ can just visit CZ. him for 12 months. Yes, that's right. I don't think it's even going to be 12 months. Uh, if you guys uh, have ever talked to Arthur Hayes or listened to his uh, experience uh, in jail, it was literally a uh, you know an ankle bracelet in, in a millionaire's mansion in Miami Beach and a whole lot of free time uh, during certain hours. So, But Josh, what do you make of this? I mean, maybe we should talk more about what this means for the market. I think that this is kind of, as James said, the final cleansing, the last big impediment, I guess, 
people will always point at Tether and DCG as potential uh, roadblocks. But this feels like the big one. And this feels like, to me, a very positive resolution. Finance continues. Yeah, look, I think I think it is not the last, but I think it is is the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest exchange, right? And I think the fact that it it, it is solvent, um, it didn't blow up. The fact that they weren't commingling user deposits, I think all of those are good things. And I think it's scary that that's the thing we have to be excited about. Um, <laughs> at the same time, like we're 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 ecstatic. Like CZ responded to having to pay a four point three billion dollar fine by putting out a giant tweet talking about the fact that he's proud that they never commingled user funds. Like he's proud of that. Like I, And then he's going to do some like of, small VC investing when he comes back. Yeah. Like, no. I don't know how we all skipped over that. Like the fact that that's something we should be proud of. That should be, obviously that should be this, the standard should be that we're not committing fraud, right? It shouldn't be something that we need to celebrate. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, the market is obviously obviously responding positively. You know, there was some bogus about outflows from Binance. But if you look at the numbers, you're talking about over the last two, two, 24 hours, about 2% of user deposits being withdrawn. I mean, that's a inconsequential amount of money. I mean, I think if, if, if nothing else, you know, pending the safe operations of Binance over the next three to six months and, you know, the SEC and, and, and others kind of coming to some settlement uh, agreement or, or coming to a conclusion, I imagine that people are going to start trading on Binance again. I mean, people and they're Binance going to be monitored, going. right? They, I mean, the unit, the DOJ is monitoring, or I, I'm not sure if it's DOJ or Treasury, but somebody's literally. I mean, they're literally going to have the U.S. government guy in the office o- overlooking and and seeing what they're doing. So there's, the, yeah, I mean, say what, say what you want about it. It's a great product. As as a U.S. person who now obviously they know U.S. people use Binance. As a U.S. person who used Binance, I got to say it's a great, a great, uh, a great experience. Um, the uh yeah i mean look i think i think it's a good thing i think cleaning up the industry and getting rid of all the shit is great um you know we we've now sacrificed well you know some of these are self sacrifices because they're pieces of shit but mashinsky uh blockfi genesis um bitrex was was sacrificed which was an og uh, a couple of days ago um you know you know binance i guess totally not totally sacrificed ftx and, and others and so I think, you know, we're, t- we're rounding the corner. And I mean, obviously, my clients base are, are totally institutional. And the biggest thing that matters for my clients is counterparty risk, right? If they want to go in and they want to go into crypto at size, they need to know who their counterparties are. They need to feel comfortable with their counterparties. And what we saw in the wake of the X- FTX collapse, you know, I-, I would estimate about 25 of the top 100 hedge funds were trading crypto uh, with GP capitals. They weren't trading their own, they weren't trading outside investor capital, but they were trading partner capital. That, that, that number went down to close to zero over the last year post FTX collapse. Uh, you know, a lot of them were trading on Binance. They felt uncomfortable doing it. You know, some of them are still trading like Bitcoin on Coinbase or some basic things. Um, but I think as, you know, as all the shit gets cleared out and as we have, you know, institutional grade products that are mature, that are regulatory compliant, like a large fund doesn't want to risk, you know, getting in any sort of shit with, you know, with with the U.S. government because they traded 100 million bucks worth of crypto when they're managing 30 billion dollars. It's just not worth it for them. And so I think getting to a point where the market is cleaner is going to enable one, uh, you know, more institutions to actually participate in trade, which is great. It's great for liquidity. It's great. You know, um, it's going to grow the pie. But I think, too, you know, I think it's clear that we're getting to a point where, um, you know, you know, there's some conspiracies that BlackRock maybe is behind pushing for this, which I don't believe. I think that's stupid, and I think it's 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 garbage. But I think I think this just helps the case of this market is cleaning up, so that 
we can have an ETF, we can have, uh, you know, we can have BlackRock and others participate in the market. So I'm not saying that they are in any way related, but I think it lays the path for, for that. To yeah, I agree. I mean, CZ has laid out the case for what the early days of crypto were like many times. I remember he gave this great analogy, said it was like the automobile, you know, when people first started driving cars, nobody cared. There were a couple of them on the road, they, they broke down. Eventually they got faster and they needed to add, you know, regulation and safety around it. And that was crypto. So it was sort of in those early days, they did whatever they wanted. It's always been my point that Binance, Tether, a lot of these companies probably were doing some pretty wild things in the early days, but now have been very clean because they're under the, you know, the magnifying glass here from regulators. So I think that these are sort of like crimes of the past and uh, we can generally move on. But I will tell you who is apparently uh, co-mingling funds, according to the SEC, is Kraken. Like this is a huge claim and totally, totally just uh, not being talked about because of Binance. I mean, James, this seems like a pretty big deal if this is actually the case. I doubt it, to be honest. But. Well, I doubt it. Too, you know, Kraken said they're gonna gonna fight this, but um, you never know. I mean, they settled already with the SEC about their staking as a service for thirty million dollars and agreed to shut it down. So um, it takes a lot of fortitude and a lot of money uh, to fight, and so we we shall see. And I think we've learned enough to know that allegations from the SEC are not necessarily correct. Um, so I, I would, uh, I'd pump the brakes and wait and see on that commingling thing. But I think their theory that tokens that trade on exchanges between, you know, uh, parties that don't know each other are not investment contracts and not securities. And so they're not operating an illegal securities exchange. That's my view. Uh, we'll see, you know, we'll see in the Coinbase case, um, whether that, uh, that theory works. I don't think it it should. Um, but, uh, you know, Scott, you mentioned the false equivalency between uh, Sam and, and CZ. It's funny, there was a two hour arraignment yesterday uh, where CZ did show up in court and, and plead uh, guilty. And they talked about the plea agreement and all of that. The government said, look, we're not saying this is a Sam Bankman freed guy. You know, there is a distinction between yeah, he didn't steal uh, you know, everybody's money. Right. It's a pretty big exactly. distinction. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and by the way, your, your mention also of the monitor is significant. There's going to be an independent monitor that will be appointed by the government. It'll be a private um, citizen with a lot of experience in uh, exchanges and crypto. And, uh, and it will put the brakes on any new products, you know, derivative, high leverage, whatever being rolled out by uh, Binance, it will impact the what they do for the next three years. My old firm was the um, the uh, monitor for UBS uh, when they had a deferred prosecution with the Department of Justice when the government cracked down on Swiss banks assisting in uh, U.S. citizens uh, evading taxes, and it's a big deal. Uh, it is a significant involvement in the operations of of the company. So, from a competitive landscape, I don't, they're not going to be out on the cutting edge of rolling out new products. No, we're not getting new 150x leverage uh, altcoin products. 
right? right. Obviously. Interesting, though, I think what kind of people aren't talking about, this punishment, if we're trying to make Bitcoin, uh, the crypto industry, more like TradFi, this punishment was very in line with what would have happened with a big bank, right? We've seen, as you said, the UBS sort of cases in the past. JP Morgan gets like a 10 or $20 billion fine every year. We don't even talk about it. This actually seems reasonably in line with how the Wall Street industry is treated by the United States government this time. I don't think that this was overly heavy handed considering. I mean, Josh, what do you think? Yeah, look, I, well, that's a better question for James. I think he's obviously yeah. an expert here on that. But uh, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, CZ showed up. He seemed happy to accept it. So, yeah, I, I agree. So I, I really want to talk about where all of this volume goes if they can't offer these products James said there's over 600 exchanges. That blows my mind. I mean, are others who are watching this going to continue pulling these sort of like FTX and Binance products? Or does this, because they rolled out the all-star team and made it very clear that this is wrong or not allowed, do you think that everybody's going to sort of pump the brakes on some of the insanity? Well, I think I think the question is, is it's not going to stop. It's crypto. The question is whether or not people are going to put a lot of restrictions on U.S. people, which I think might be the case. But I think that this insanity of 150 times leverage and whatever, that's crypto. People love that. People people in this space love that. Those products make a ton of money. I don't think that's stopping. There's still exchanges. You know, you know, I, 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 you know there, there's still multiple exchanges that allow you to withdraw 30 BTC worth of crypto a day without KYC. Right. There are still exchanges that do that. Um, so, you know, throw a VPN on, you know, the question is whether they clean up their act. I don't know. Um, I, I would assume that their lawyers would be recommending that they do clean up their act. But I, I, I mean, I, I imagine, I mean, the, the, these, some of these Binance allegations were for things that happened in the past. Like if you already did this, right. I imagine you can still get in trouble, even if you clean up your act and change, I don't think that makes any difference. So you know, I, I would, I would guess that every crypto exchange has this problem outside of like maybe five. Yeah, and Josh, you pointed something else out to me, sort of breaking news right before this happened. Justin Sun confirms HTX Echo Chain exploited after 100 million in suspicious transfers. I mean, it's like we can't go 12 hours without some complete and absolute insanity. I mean, HTX obviously was Huobi, right? So, I mean, these guys seem to get hacked every 20 minutes. We've still got some big problems here, even if uh, it's not the regulatory or legal crackdown. I think this. I think this is funny, and obviously, I, yeah, I'm not alleging that this is real, but this is funny. Oh, you got something to share? Can I bring it up? <laughs> yeah. So Justin tweeted this, and then this is the top comment right now. <laughs> I can't see it. It's what does it say? It's, it's sad. That the hacker is not recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's Justin in a mask for any of you who can't actually see that. Yeah, that, I mean. I don't, you know. I'm not but, suggesting yeah. that it's Justin. Justin is actually hacking. But that, so I guess the question then, James, it, like, is this the first step in the cleanup or is we have a hell of a lot more cleaning up to do? I mean, this is insane. I'm not saying he did it or has anything to do with it, but there's big problems still here in exchange world and crypto. Yeah, I think there's going to be more to come. The government has been very clear that they are pouring resources into this effort. And I can just give you a historical example. Again, uh, the UBS Deferred Prosecution Agreement, uh, where my firm was the independent monitor for that settlement, um, led to every single Swiss bank settling with the United States. 
Um, and so there was just a progression of here's the, what you got to do to come in and get right with the United States. And here's how much you're going to have to pay, uh, to do that. And so look, you know, some of us are saying, well, hallelujah, we've gotten this behind us. This is good for the crypto market. You know, we, we, this was looming out there and now there's a resolution. That's all good. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is this provides even more ammunition to the anti-crypto army led by General Warren, you know, uh, that wants to really shut down crypto in the United States and internationally. And that's why in the uh, press conference, you heard him blurting out Hamas, ISIS, Al Qaeda, you know, to get people outraged that crypto is this vehicle for funding bad people and bad stuff, drug cartels, arms dealers, and terrorists. So um, uh, this is a Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know, sent out her, I told you so uh, tweet. And, you know, she's going to be lobbying hard and she's got allies, you know, at the Department of Justice, uh, Gary Gensler, et cetera. And, and the, you know, the Biden administration generally, they're putting a lot of assets, uh, a lot of money into prosecuting these cases. So there's going to be more to come. Well, clearly there's a big return if you can get $4.3 billion in a settlement. So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that goes right into the treasury. I mean, since we started talking about the settlement, they've already spent it in interest. So it's, uh, yeah, yay. Yeah, I mean, it goes right. It's not like the uh, DOJ gets that money, right? And here it is, the, the, the tweet. The CEO of the world's largest crypto exchange pleaded guilty to breaking anti-money laundering laws. This is part of a larger trend of criminal activity in the crypto industry and sadly predictable. Very sad for her, I'm sure. I urge the Justice Department to investigate Binance for lying to Congress. I mean, this is like, she's it's not even I told you so. She's trying to take credit. I mean, she's just literally the worst. Yeah. She says predictable. What she means is predicted by me. Why didn't you listen to me? Um, and so, yeah, there's momentum uh, behind this. So um, there are more shoes to drop, but but this is the biggest one. I mean, if you think, if you look down the list, um, you know, the smaller ones really don't have any kind of impact on the crypto market generally so i'm, I'm you know, waiting for bits lotso 2.0 so yeah i thought maybe we were going to get before they said it was going to be a binance announcement i was like what thing that i've never heard of are they all coming together to talk about at a uh, press conference but it may be a bigger story here is how the market actually reacted this time to those past situations right in the past when the coinbase suit came the binance suit came we saw the sec passively name a bunch of altcoins as unregistered securities without actually having to back that up right and those dropped 25, 30, 35%. This happened in the Kraken case, and those coins largely didn't even move, A. And Bitcoin barely even dropped and has recovered most of its losses on the Binance news already. So regardless of what comes from Gary Gensler towards Binance or any of these others, I can tell you that the market doesn't care, right? Price tells you everything that there is, right, Josh? I mean, at this point, there's nothing, you know, I don't think anything can seriously rock the market if Binance and Kraken uh, in the same week did well, nothing a, a rejection of the ETF could. I think that's- you know, that, that I, I meant from regular, yeah, well, I guess that is directly from, I think a, a flat out rejection of the ETF uh, could be very, very temporarily bad. I, I think also from like a, a shorter term perspective, Scott, there is the issue of where's the money going to come from. 
uh, to pay the fines. You know, is CZ going to sell a BNB token? Is he going to sell part of uh, Binance to investors? Or is he going to sell the whole thing? Uh, now, you know, there is a window open for him to return after three years uh, under the existing deal. So there could be a second act uh, with CZ at he, Binance. He did if say it's he not never sold. wanted to be a CEO again. So that was in his Twitter. And look, that doesn't mean that that's the, what he believes, but that's what he did say. He never wants to be CEO again. Right. He wants he wants to yeah. mentor. Uh, if he can mentor me. Yeah, he wants to mentor you know, a slew of pre-seed startups. I'll right. go into that. Pro I'll go into the CZ mentoring program gladly if anyone's offering. I have heard rumors that uh, Binance will be bought by some M2 exchange. That's the thing that's been hitting in from Abu Dhabi that's been hitting my inbox for the last like five or six hours. But obviously, I don't believe any of that. There also was this, Josh, maybe you know more about this. There was this almost $4 billion transfer from Binance that people are conjecturing was already a payment to the DOJ. Although I, I find it a little suspicious that he would be able to pay the DOJ and Tether. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless the Tether was, I mean, I think what you would see if they were paying in Tether, the Tether would be redeemed. I mean, that's really what should happen. They should send that money to Tether. Tether should send them back US dollars. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that that 4 billion Tether supply was, we saw a shrink. So I, I, I don't think that's what it is. I you mean, the U.S. government doesn't just like go on Coinbase and convert their tether to U.S. dollars. Pay, pay, I don't yeah. think tethers listed on Coinbase. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> fair, fair point. But uh, actually, I think it is. I think oh, the is tether it? is on Coinbase, but you, maybe it only trades uh, for conversion to USD, maybe, and doesn't yeah. actually have pairs. But I can't remember. But it's definitely, it's definitely on there. I just think that. Uh, I guess we have this sort of sentiment. Is it the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning? And I think we're at the end of the beginning here for, for the promise uh, of crypto. I, I don't think that uh, anyone's rocked by this Binance news. I think there was a lot of fear that Binance was going to get shut down, right? And that we were going to lose all of those pairs and people would be forced to sell. By the way, that's what's happening on Bittrex Global, again, that nobody's talking about. I mean, does, how meaningful is Bittrex Global in the market at this point, Josh? I've never even looked. In 2017, Nothing, right? 2018, it was significant. It was meaningful. Before I, I, remember, I was at a, I was at a, a an event in 2018 in, in March and uh, about March. And I remember Bill Shahara, who was the CEO of Bittrex at the time. He was like, we have so many people wanting to create a Bittrex account. We literally cannot let them all in. We have a six month waiting list to create new accounts, which is just crazy to think. I mean, it was a different time, obviously. And, you know, the infrastructure was different and their ability to support was different, but I don't think anybody gives a shit about Bittrex. I'm sorry, guys, but at this point, I think it's- uh, At this point, obviously. I agree. I mean, the US, US had already declared bankruptcy, so this is the global following suit. But like anecdotally, that was exactly my experience. I talk about it all the time when I came in. You bought Bitcoin on like Gemini or Coinbase, and then if you wanted to trade any kind of altcoins, you transferred your Bitcoin to Bittrex and you did it on the Bitcoin pair. And, and Poloniex, don't forget Poloniex. Yeah, Poloniex uh, was a, oh, that even shaded me out in the early years, which is saying a lot. I cannot I believe that Circle bought Poloniex for four hundred million dollars. That's still one of the worst. I mean, that's going to go down as the worst acquisition in crypto history. Obviously, Circle's recovered and they have a fantastic business now, but uh, that what a shit show. James, did it was it meaningful to you? You said that uh, the government was sort of asking for CZ to be forced to stay in the United States. The fact that they let him go out on bail, I mean, does that tell you something? Uh, yeah, it says something about that magistrate uh, judge 
who kept pointing out to the government, look, the guy has come here voluntarily and agreed to pay $4.3 billion um, and did, unlike SBF, there's a real bail deal, deal here, $175 million uh, recognizance bond that has collateral behind it of $15 million, his sister's house, which is worth $5 million, and a couple other uh, guarantors. So a real bail package, unlike what SBF had. And I'll tell you what's really ironic is at the beginning of Sam's um, prosecution, when he was arraigned, the government swore up and down, Sam is no... Um, Flight risk. flight risk. There's no need to incarcerate him pending trial. And then, of course, they didn't like his his commentary to reporters or whatever and decided uh, they were going to flip on that. But, you know, Sam was obviously a flight risk. Um, but CZ, you know, has agreed uh, that he's going to spend at least six months in jail and he's going to hand over four point three billion dollars. Um, so it looks like a guy who has, um, you know, come to the conclusion that he wants to settle up and start anew. And so, yeah, I, you know, typically judges follow the recommendation of the government. And here, I think it was interesting that they rejected it. Does it signal that he's not going to get the upper end of the range uh, of possible sentence? Maybe, uh, you know, I doubt he's going to get 18 months. It will be something, in my opinion, uh, substantially lower. Whether he can pull off the Arthur Hayes thing and do house arrest, uh, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, jail's no fun. But he'll, It's no he'll fun, but six, six months right. and a clean slate to live the rest of your life still with your wealth largely intact is a... It's a pretty good deal, especially if you're watching SBF getting ready to go the, away for the, 475 years. Yeah. Well, especially with all the mentor shares he's going to get, uh, you know, <laughs> being an advisor to uh, early stage startups. I mean, the guy used to, used to tell me that he didn't even have time to go get a haircut. So he'd, hair, he'd uh, cut his own hair because he was so busy. So maybe uh, he'll get a little rest at Club Fed and uh, and that'll be it. And we'll, we'll hear from him in the future. I will say also anecdotally, like the sentiment seems that people really still like CZ a lot. After all this, this isn't the same situation. You look at the comments, everyone says, hey, man, you contributed a lot. You did good. You didn't actually hurt us in any meaningful way. Now, as it's going down, you're falling on the sword. Thanks. You know, and I, and I, and I think that uh, that's the accurate way to look at it. Josh, James, guys, thank you so much. James, come on, man. When are we getting you back? Um, uh, hopefully soon. I guess it's up to Elon and, and Linda. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Josh, we don't even know why he was banned. Can you call Elon or something or do I need to go get Mario? Did you got it? Yeah. Let me, let me call him right now. He's, I got cool. cool. Perfect guys. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you coming to unpack that for me. I think generally the uh, sentiment here is, uh, that this ends up being a bit of a nothing burger and, and we move on, uh, going in a better direction. I'll take that. Thanks Love Josh. Thanks James. Billion dollar nothing burgers. For, hey, man, I wish that I could uh, just write a $4.3 billion check and move on with my life. But uh, here we are. Thanks, guys. All righty. All right, man. Now we get to actually look at the market and see how it has reacted. Maybe uh, some people are surprised that the reaction hasn't been larger. I think we saw sort of an up and then a down and then an all around and right back to where we started. I've got, as usual, Texas West Capital, Christopher Inks, because it's Wednesday 
What's up, man? We're gonna we're gonna wrap this week up because uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and so uh, no no stream tomorrow or, or, or Friday. We gotta we gotta give them something good. What are you looking at here? Yeah, man. I mean, I've got a few things I'm looking here with uh, with uh, stocks and with crypto. So um, you know, we'll see. We we've had some good ones lately. You know, I, I got PayPal there that I did on uh, my Twitter there or whatever it's called X these days. Um, and that thing rallied off, and of course we had you know Dollar General here, and uh, we've done some good ones, but. Um, First thing, the dollar here, uh, you know, I've got this as a wave four here, probably targeting up around the 104 and a half area uh, if we get up that high. And then we should continue lower overall, you know, just looking for further breakdown, uh, wave two up here. So coming down below 100. Uh, and so hopefully it makes people feel better uh, about their risk on assets or risk off assets, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I mean, Dollar, you know, looking to do what expected to do. Um, Bitcoin, of course, we've still got the same structure. We've still got everything going here. We're still, um, you know, adhering to this uh, ascending channel kind of support here. You see we had all these little overlapping candles that went into these big overlapping candles here. Um, but I, I think I think we still go higher. Uh, let me zoom into this other chart here real quick. I think we may have a triangle here locally uh, going on. So. I mean, as long as uh, as long as Wave A kind of holds its support down here, this is that uh, around thirty four seven fifty eight or so on this chart. Uh, as long as that swing low holds, uh, you know, we'll look at this as a triangle, break out higher. You know, initially we've got a forty thousand one hundred target. Uh, that's on this Coinbase chart. So, um, you know, I, I, th I think Bitcoin continues up. We just need to see it uh, follow through right here locally, and then we can get up there. And then again, you know, we're still further up overall. Um, heading up there. So, you know, you, you guys are talking there about, uh, you know, the response uh, with Bitcoin on the whole finance thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just pulling back, just pulling back to uh, previous resistance of support, right? I mean, that's all we've done here. It's, uh, I don't know, man, nothing to really get freaked out about this moment. But again, even if we did break down, it's still the same thing we we're looking at. We're still looking you know, around 32,000, top of that uh, previous multi-month range here. Uh, target area, right? So nothing's changed for you, basically. And no, no, I think yeah, I think a little volatile last. here, you know, last few days. But uh, I, I think you know it, it hasn't it hasn't done anything that says it has to come down, um, even to test you know thirty two, thirty one. So uh, that until seems to be a consensus, happens, by the way, that it's coming down to thirty two. I keep hearing that. Do I do? I keep hearing people say like, seems that now like the consensus sentiment is dipped to thirty two. That seems yeah, to yeah. But I, I think I talked about it before. You know, usually that's what we get. You know, you have your kind of uh, your range there, uh, and then you have a breakout and a retest as support. But you know, especially with Bitcoin and in the uh, early stages of that bull market, you know, a lot of times it'll do this. It'll, it'll come up here, and instead of coming back, it just kind of reaccumulates here as it rises, and it kind of builds this first stage here uh, into this resistance, comes back up test that resistance as support, and then kind of pops off higher again. So, um, you know, it wouldn't be anything different here that we haven't seen multiple times before with Bitcoin, especially. Um, so the fact that we haven't necessarily pulled back yet down to that that range um, resistance, I mean, really kind of adds to this idea that we really have a good chance of popping up higher and continuing to rally there. So, yeah, it makes sense. So what else are you looking at here then? I see you got a few more charts pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Look, we got BNB, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking here, this, this is a, you know, it's a, 
basically a 61865% pullback to the pivot here. Um, so I'm, I'm watching this at the moment. Uh, if this can hold right here, initial target 305, secondary target 405. Um, and I think uh, I think there's a good chance it may. I, I don't, you know, again, uh, trading is based off emotions, basically. Uh, so, you know, there isn't, I don't think there's a real solid logical reason why it needs to go down, but I just want to see that it holds right here. And uh, like I said, if it does hold in this area, you know, around this pivot here, then I think uh, we got a good chance. I said 305, 405 coming up for that. And yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I, obviously, this was the biggest volume candle I'm looking on mine. Let me see uh, that I can find on the daily since maybe May 22. Yeah. Right. And that one's slightly larger, higher. But there's a ton of volume, obviously, mostly selling volume. I would think that if you owned BNB and saw the fact that the that they're moving on, they're going to be fine and that they're going to be watched like a hawk by the United States government to make sure that everything they do is compliant, that you'd be pretty psyched about BNB right now and not trying to sell it off. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're like, man, they're, they're not. They're, how are they going to screw me over? You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think I think it's right, man. I don't again don't really see a logical reason to be um, down about it or whatever. But markets are logical; they're emotional. So. Uh, We'll see if we can hold this area. And like I said, if we can, we've got some pretty decent targets there. Um, I'm going to bring in Pepe just because people give me so much heck about it when I'm on here. Uh, it's so much oh my fun. God, you're showing me your yeah. account. I've never owned Pepe in my life. But a lot of people talk about it. Um, and it was big for a bit there. And some people still holding on. So um, I think right here, I think we're working on this, uh, this flat correction. Maybe complete or may come on down here a little bit more to the 50% around that uh, 9.8 area. Um, but that'll give us uh, wave five up here to around 171, uh, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. It comes right in this particular area of support and resistance or uh, I'm sorry, resistance right here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've got a good chance with that. I'm looking for a breakout of this descending resistance. So really impulsive breakout above the hourly pivot here. That's right there around. Uh, what is that? Around 120 or so on that. So, um, yeah, if we can get that. I think uh, 171 up there isn't uh, isn't too difficult at all. I think it's uh, where we're headed. So, um, so now, yeah, yeah. now I can get all that hate mail. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna be so mad. Yeah, I mean it's hard to find a chart that looks particularly awful still at the moment. I yeah, think I mean, we're we just getting sort of the cool last, off. Uh, I think yeah, we're just the getting that cool bit, off. Right? Yeah. yeah. So right here, uh, I've got Neil. Remember Neil from back in the day? Yeah, we used to <laughs> trade the hell out of that thing in the uh, very first days of Binance. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, locally here, uh, we've got about a 50% pullback of of wave of this um, wave one here. Uh, so I think wave two may be complete. You're right here at this low volume node, right below this high volume node here. So we're just looking for a breakout higher here. That gives us uh, minimum expected wave three up here, 42 which gives us the larger degree wave three uh, minimum expected target up around 59. So um, I think that's a pretty good setup there as well. We've got a good range here. We had a great drop off in volume as the range kind of went through. Uh, we didn't have enough selling pressure to actually print a spring to get below the range low, which tells us the market's pretty bullish there. And so we kind of got this double bottom and then boom, you know, right on up, pull back top of the uh, range here. And uh, so looking for that to uh, to continue to rally up higher there. So, um, I, but I think you're going to see this on a lot of them. I think a lot of them are in that kind of pullback right now, whether it's a four or two. Uh, again, a lot of profit taking here, especially this week. Um, so I think we've got alts 
kind of setting up. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just this is like we had these massive moves up. You get this natural consolidation and sort of pullback, and then uh, you know maybe it takes a little time. I mean, I'm just as you were talking, I'm scanning through. I guess what we would view as having been sort of the strongest coins of late. Mm -hmm. Like you got Solana. Yeah, I mean it's down from the highs of, of last week or whatever, but almost has retraced yesterday's entire drop. Yep. Link has, I mean, with you know pennies has basically retraced the entire drop. Avax almost well, I guess Avax was a bit further injective, you know, right there. So this coins that have been moving strong, you got a nice little retrace, and they're already like completely back to where they were the day before. So I think that yeah. uh, it's showing you that there's still a hell of a lot of interest here. People aren't really shaking out. For sure, just a knee jerk reaction as we usually get. Uh, you know, just in, any kind of news event, really, right? Government numbers, all that fun stuff. Um. I've got a couple of stocks here real quick. I've got right. uh, Verizon. Just really quickly to answer this. What is the volume indicator called? The Christopher is usually on the right side of the screen. It's VPVR. This is what the, what yeah, the yeah, your volume by price yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um, let me see here. I've got Verizon right here. Man, this had a nice uh, bullish divergence uh, from um, October to October for a year long there. Rallied right off the S1 pivot. It looks like we've got an ending diagonal here. I mean, right through the resistance. I think... Uh, this makes a pretty good start. I think we at least hit the pivot up here around 43, uh, 43.30 or so. If we can clear that, um, yeah, I think we probably come up here around uh, $53 on that. So um, it, it may it may very well be enough of the pullback. Uh, you know, that could set us up for a breakout higher overall. But um, right now, that's about as far as I'm willing to go with targets. But it absolutely year-long year -long bullish divergence playing out there in the RSI. Um, and, the, and then you've got this uh, breakout here. So Beautiful. Um, we'll probably pull back sooner rather than later first. And on that pullback, you know, we'll look for about a 50% pullback on that. And then we'll look for that rally to, to continue toward those targets at least. What's next? Um, PayPal was the one I mentioned that I had. Uh, I said, right, actually, it was right here, this, this low, uh, right around $50. And I said, it uh, looks like the bottom's right around here. I said, if it breaks down lower, we'd look at 45. But uh, yeah. And they just kind of went up right after that. Uh, it looks like we got a one. And uh, I want to see this pullback here toward 54.40, get us around that 50% pullback. And if we can get that, uh, that'll get us a target up here around 67.5, which is right prior to this um, this big gap we have over here from uh, August 2nd. Uh, and, and, you know, ultimately, and, and you know, wave five would be right here around $70.71. But if we're that high into the gap, we should fill the gap probably closer to around 72, 70 or so on that one right there. That's and beautiful. finally, finally, I got Zoom here. Look at that big round trip on Zoom. This is, Remember dude, that was the, that the COVID call? round trip. The darlings of COVID, the Peloton and Zoom just destroyed. It was crazy, man. It was so much talk about Zoom. It rallied way up here, did $600 and then came on down. And here we are uh, making a new all-time low right here, but it looks like we've got a bit of a wedge going on here, which is, uh, really good. And you can see that the RSI here has continued to kind of like push up and try to make uh, higher lows. Well, we've made these lower lows here. Uh, I'm looking right here for a rally into the resistance. So probably right around 72 and a half or $73. If we can impulsively break out above that. Uh, we should be looking up here at around $84 and breaking out through that should get us up here at the pivot at 105 or so. Um, so should be pretty easy targets on that. It's a lot of sideways here. It doesn't look terrible, but uh, three steps getting up there. 
And, you know, with all these, you know, charts, you know, I go through stocks and, and crypto charts all day, every day, hundreds and hundreds of them. And I mean, it's hard to say the market's going to crash any market right now, uh, you know, stocks or, or crypto. So um, until the damn thing actually does, I'm going to keep making money going long. Yeah, it's, it's, don't, if it ain't broke, broke, don't try to fix it, man. I love uh, the we, we cooked through those. That was great. Enough alpha yeah. for to, to last through uh, Thanksgiving. You got there any big go, plans? Right? do it you got any big plans uh just family you know uh I, I usually take off um i usually take off wednesday thursday and friday uh for the thanksgiving week because you know i just work you know 16 hours a day usually but uh, i'm gonna actually work in half a day today so i get in with you i got crypto town hall after this so you there oh yeah i'll see you um, there right that's right yeah and, I, and i'll I, yeah I'm, I'm not stopping until five today but then i'm done for till <laughs> I, I got a few yeah. things i have to do a few places i have to go so i, I have to get off a little bit early unfortunately but I hear you, man. Um, All right, man. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Follow TX West Capital, of course, on Twitter X, X Twitter. I guess we should call it the X Twitter. That makes more sense. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everybody also have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. Like I said, obviously, we'll not be here tomorrow or Friday, uh, which sucks because there's a lot to talk about. And I'm actually having a really good time being back. But family obligations come first. I will see all of you guys on, on Monday. Oh, I see that. I once again, Look, another streamer purposely avoiding talking about ADA. Yes, I wake up in the morning and I think, what am I not going to talk about today? That's how it works, guys. You, you think about what you're going to purposely avoid. That is, uh, It's good to know that there are people who are so emotionally attached to something that they tune in to see if you might hear a mention of that thing that they happen to love the most in the whole world. I'm not purposely avoiding it. I didn't talk about the other 97,453 coins that exist here either. But if it makes you feel better, ADA is right here and it's running into resistance. Cool, guys. Look, it actually looks like a diamond top. Looks like it's about to dump to hell. Uh, probably going to zero. I'm just kidding. Don't cry in your turkey, little guy, little buddy. Nobody cares except for your community about your coin, no matter who you are. Nobody's purposely avoiding talking about your thing. You just really, really, really care way too much, way too much. Take that as a lesson. Happy Thanksgiving. I will see all of you guys on Monday. Bye. That's dope.